Uh, hello and welcome to whatever episode we're on, the first one of the year. Not been on since November, who cares, not me. Um, but um, we're, we're back, we're back with a, another episode. And as you can see, uh, it's not the usual three. Uh, we, we decided that this episode would be a playoff special, so that only teams that made the playoffs were in it. Tom was just there, as you can see, but we've not... Uh, not invited him no tom can't make it um so we have got jp who i'm sure you know from the overtime show and as always we have jamie and those three teams have made the super uh, super bowl behave matt uh, those three teams have made the there playoff i did it i did it right now i did it right now um, so uh yeah welcome thanks for joining us if you are on live um get on the comments on youtube facebook twitter whatever else twitch i don't know uh to let us know your thoughts and um, well we didn't just decide that it would be a playoff episode we thought we'd go for anyone from any of our shows whose team won this weekend so we have a fourth member to join us and we have bones um and and and, and i'm sure we'll go into it at some point but um they beat the number one seed in the afc probably the favorites or one of the favorites to win the super bowl um so that's why <laughs> that's why bones is uh off his tits at the minute um hasn't slept oh, yeah, since. It's, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not victory Monday, it's victory week, I think, uh, for, for Bones. But yeah, beating the Packers is is a, is, is a, an easy, not an easy, it's not an easy feat, uh, regardless of what team they put out, but I'm sure we're going to, uh, to that. We've got an elusive poets on. Uh, this is definitely the right episode to skip the Giants fan. Um, I'm sure Tom might even nip in the comments to uh, to reply to that uh, if he's available. Um, oh, and Chris is on as well. We have two Lions fans. Um the whole of the UK Lions fan base is currently in this uh, in this show. Uh, so, I mean, first and foremost, thanks for joining us, JP and Bones. It's uh, it's good to have a mix. If I say so myself, probably the best two from each pod. Uh, you know, um, uh, obviously yeah. trying to get a, get a bite out of the other guys who might be watching. We were supposed to have Mark on, but um, he's probably um, doing something somewhere with his really small head. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'll, I'll, I think we're just going to go straight in, really. And, and Jamie, I think you you were the first team I was to to make the playoffs. Um, so talk us through talk us through the last six weeks or whatever it's been. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. I don't think we lost a game in that whole time. I was so happy to come and talk about stuff, but unfortunately, life gets in the way in busy times. But yeah, we. We did it. I say we didn't win. I mean, we lost to the Saints twice, so there you go. So that's probably why I didn't come on, because, you know, I hate the fucking Saints. And we'll get on to the Saints <laughs> later, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, we lost to the Saints twice. Awful. Um, I think that was the last episode, because I wanted to talk about James Winston, and then <laughs> he got injured. Yeah. And then, and like I said, we lost to the Saints. Airlines. We've won all the rest. Um, first time since 2007, we've won the NFC South. Can't complain about that. Very happy. The books run the South, apparently. But there you go. Uh, and it's the first time in, what, I think since 2015, all of us have won it. Pretty competitive division over the last five, seven years. That the or pretty weak, Panthers, depends which way you look at it. Falcons have all won it. Well, yeah, you could also say that about the, uh, the NFC East, can't you? And the the NFC one, what? Sorry, I think you mean the NFC least. The least. Oh, yeah. Um, I like the way JP's not saying anything because they're playing the Cowboys. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've tons to say on that yet, but I'm not going to filibuster the entire show. We've only been on for five minutes. <laughs> uh, you know me. I'm, I'm short and sweet. Uh, I'm happy to be uh, a playoffs. So we've got the Eagles uh, on Saturday. 
Uh, luckily, no, we are. I'm pretty sure with the, the Nickelodeon games. I can't wait to get slimed. It's going to be great. Um, but yeah, we're, we're in the playoffs. Um, Mike Evans got over 1,000 yards for the season. Very happy. Godwin's out, unfortunately. Um, Grayson got injured in the last game. It's not looking good for the playoffs with a load of players that are out with Fournette as well. Hopefully, they'll all be back. They're saying all the defensive players should be back for the playoffs. So, that's good news at least because, you know, our defence won it last year. But, yeah, optimistic. I think we should beat the Eagles, but then it comes from there. Can we beat the Packers? On any day, sure. But the Packers at the moment are... On a January in Lambo. <laughs> as well, <laughs> just to make it a bit worse, yeah. Like I said, it runs through there, but obviously because of what happened in JP's game, the Bucks finished seed number two, so... It runs through Tampa and then Lambo, unfortunately, as long as we do well and get there, which I think we should beat the Eagles. And then it comes down to what it would be the Cowboys, I reckon. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you've got you've got the Rams Cardinals, the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Of course, Chris. I mean, we, we haven't even talked about that on the podcast as well. But AB, obviously, what, the whole Antonio Brown situation. The best drama of the entire season. I've loved it so much. The worst part is, every week I have gone home, I've got two tellies. My second telly's still out now because I was up watching the Raiders game. Uh, the first half, anyway. My second telly's out and then obviously I've been at work. But every week I always have Red Zone on my telly and then have like the gate, like the big game on the, on the big telly. So I'm always having both on. The week I decide to go out and go to a pub and have some wings and enjoy some beer... <laughs> with Matt and a fellow fan of the show and all the shit goes down. So I hardly saw anything of the Bucks Jets game because <laughs> obviously Red Zone just didn't want to pick most of it up. And then Antonio Brown's going off doing mental stuff. So no idea what was going on because when we were in the pub, I don't think they even had sound on. I can't even remember no. if they did it at one point. So yeah, ridiculous. But there you go. Um, it's it's really become clear, well. hasn't it, over the week that it was really about money. That's all it's about. I mean, you talk about money. I mean, pretty sure Brady likes to get his friends paid. He basically got Gronk half a million in that game last night just by making sure he got some yardage. That was part of AB's problem, though, wasn't it? Is Gronk's on this great deal and I'm on a crap one, but never stopped for a second to ask why he was on the prove-it deal as a star wide receiver. Like, why do you think you're on that deal, bro? Like, It's almost like he's not an Obed. Well, there you go. But no, we, we are in the playoffs. I'm wearing, just because, you know, you never know, I could bring it out again. Raise the flag, Super Bowl, Super Bowl winners. So whether it's going to happen this year, I don't know. But we'll see what happens next week when maybe three of us are in the playoffs, but we might not be in the playoffs next week. <laughs> and then just quit. I mean, the, the Bucks are, are still a strong team, aren't they? They're still... One of the teams in the NFC, I think, to, to beat will be there or thereabouts. Uh, I'm going to try not to use that phrase all the way through the episode. Um, but talking of the NFC and the playoffs, it takes us nicely to JP. Um, talk us through it, mate. Um, last few weeks, last night, um, pretty exciting stuff to be fair. But, mate, how long have you got? Um, I think. 51 I, minutes. 
I've never mentioned this on the podcast before, but I have uh, I have mental health issues, and I think I know why. Having watched this team, um, and somebody that suffers frequently from mood swings, I support probably the most unpredictable team in the NFL. I don't know what this team is. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. They can be both in one game. They can be both in one play. Sometimes um, we were absolutely. I can't. I don't know why this word keeps popping into my vocabulary lately, but we were gashed for the first half last night. Um, probably the worst I've seen an NFL team play, actually, in a game that matters. We were 17-0 down, barely touched the ball, managed to scrape a field goal before half-time, and suddenly second half, it was like the complete inverse of that. Um, I, yeah, I don't understand. Um, just a little stat for all the stat heads out there. Sean McVay is 45-1 uh, and one when leading at half-time. Fuck the Rams. Um, <laughs> um, what does that make McVeigh's overall record against you now? Uh, I don't like, think it's oh and nine or something like yeah, possibly. I think I read it was it came up during the game. We are inside his head for some reason. I mean, you only have to see his reaction to the. I think it was the second Higby touchdown where he was practically in the end zone with him to know that it seems to really matter to him beating us. And beat, maybe it's beating Shanahan, I don't know. They are they are contemporaries, but uh, yeah, Jesus. A uh, couple of shout-outs, because I have to do it. If I don't do it, people will be shot. Debo Samuel, I'm sorry if people don't understand how good he is now. I can't help them. I, I genuinely can't help them. Rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, four catches for 95 yards. He might not be the MVP, but he's the MVP of this team. He does it all. Um, tremendous player. One of the top receivers in the NFL for me. Um, we've we've discussed in the chat all year, but I haven't had a pod since about Bosa and Max Crosby. Well, Bosa was a monster last night, despite not recording any stats, bizarrely. I think he only made a couple of tackles. Maybe had half a sack, I think. But I'm sure his PFF grade will be very high. Crosby didn't do bad either, to be fair. Who's that? Sorry. Crosby did not have a bad night either no, for himself, Crosby, to be yeah, fair. Crosby had an absolutely brilliant game last night. Um, I've seen the highlights this morning. He seemed to be ever. Those are two really good players. It, I think one thing I would like to say, and I don't, I don't get many opportunities to talk like this anymore because we haven't done a podcast for about two and a half months, <laughs> um, is that... I think there's a perception in, in the chats and just in general that you can't support your team if you're sometimes critical of them. And I'm very critical of my team. There are things about this team that I really do not like. Um, but that's part of being a fan. There are some things you don't like, and but you still have the right to cheer and fucking go mental when your team do something when it matters. And I went mental last night. I think I've destroyed my sofa, to be honest. It's just out of cool. shot. Did you throw your nan at your sofa? <laughs> Got the ironing board out and everything. Um, it was, it was guys, his kid on the ironing board. <clears throat> but no, being being slightly more serious and being an analytics weirdo, as Tom would say, shout out to Tom. Um, <laughs> I, I, second half, I thought we were insanely good, particularly on the D line. I've already said about Bosa, but Eric Armstead deserves some credit as well. I thought he had an absolutely outstanding game last night. Probably the best I've seen him play, to be honest. Um, Back at receiver, Juwan Jennings. Nobody's heard of him. I understand that, but clutch, absolutely clutch. Three three catches in key situations when we needed it. And, um, yeah. And one one other thing I wrote down because I couldn't believe it, Robbie Gould having to go to punter when we lost our punter in the first quarter with a concussion. <laughs> when you kick his punting in a must-win game, that should really be the end of it. He actually ended up with better stats than our punters have for the last three games. 
So, and of course, kick the field goal that won it. But I don't know where this team's going to go. We got, we've got, obviously got Dallas um, on Sunday, which is, to me, that's the kind of game the NFL's all about. That's two historically good teams, historical rivals. We've had some massive games in the past, and it's a playoff game. That atmosphere is going to be insane. I, ca- I can't wait for that. Do I think we can win it? Yeah, I think we can win it, but I think we have to be on our game from the first first whistle. We can't do what we did last night. We're not going to get away with the same thing, but I'm really looking forward to seeing where this team goes. They're absolutely batshit insane. I don't think they're the best coach team in the world. There's certainly some issues there, but you can't deny the fight. And all season, there's been moments where you felt like, yeah, this is it. This is where the run ends, but somehow we've kept going. And... Uh, I want to be proud of them, but I also want to strangle them at the same time. Uh, this is why I've never kept a girlfriend. But yeah, um, it's it's a bizarre old it's a bizarre old team. It really is. I don't. I, I I honestly don't know what to make of it all. But I am absolutely elated we've made it in. There aren't many more um, dramatic ways you could end up in the playoffs, except for of course what the Raiders did, um, which you know, it's it's a bizarre one. Question there from Dre Ruiz, JP. How does Shanahan have McVeigh's number still figured out? Haven't figured out the reason why. Um, certainly does seem that way, doesn't it? It's a strange one because if you think about all those guys from the same tree, you've got like McVeigh, you've got Shanahan, you've got Lafleur at, at Green Bay. They've all kind of outcoached each other at different times, but Shanahan seems in particular to have McVeigh's number. I honestly can't, I couldn't tell you why. It just seems to be, maybe it's because they're so close in mindset. I think there's, there seems to be a, you know, a knowledge. And Shanahan seems to pull out more of his trick plays in those games, almost as though he knows he has to. He has to get away from, you know, from what he does the rest of the time. You only have to look at the passing touchdown last night, the reverse to fucking, uh, Devo Samuel is then throwing a ball up to Juwan Jennings. I wouldn't have called that in that situation, but maybe that's the point. I don't know, but imagine they meet again in the playoffs. That's another game with stakes on it. You know, it could happen. Um, I actually fancy the Rams to get past the Cardinals. So, you know, you do kind of have to... I hope we get past Dallas and then anything can happen, really. But, yeah, I I was, I was signed up to come on the pod last night at halftime thinking I would get to rant for, like, the best part of 20 <laughs> minutes about how this team's basically screwed everything up because there are a lot of things they've done wrong, but it's impossible not to be proud of them. They've done really well to kind of keep fighting and they're in the playoffs now. And I know it's a long shot, but there's been plenty of long shots before. I mean, Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl, for Christ's sake. You know, this is what I keep going back to, so... I'm going to believe as long as we're in it yeah, that we could do it. But Dallas is a tough, tough game. But if, if if anyone's going to beat them because of the history, I think it's us. I think we can do it. But it's going to be tough. But I am really looking forward to seeing it. I am. And that's why I spoke to you today and actually won the game. So actually, I can watch it. I am available then on Sunday night. Is it nine o'clock on Sunday or half nine on Sunday? Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think, like you said, it'll be you'll get. It's a tough, tough game. Dallas are on fire at the moment. Um, I am a fan of Dak Prescott. Ooh, Dak finger me. Um, and, uh, they, they're good on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think that's that's what's probably key. Is they're not they're not just a really high powered offense and not just pinging in touchdowns from all over the stopping teams as well. I know the Eagles are good, appreciate, um, but to beat them fifty odd, whatever it was, to twenty um, in the divisional game is. Um, 
Sorry, mate. The only thing I would say what? about the Cowboys, obviously Diggs gets a lot of credit because he's had a lot of turnovers, but he's also given up a ton of yardage. So they're not... Yeah. Statistically, they're pretty good, but I do kind of wonder if you get in a close game whether we can exploit it. You wouldn't expect Garoppolo to be ripping it deep downfield very often, but on the other hand, he did it last night with a minute 17 to go, which 88 yards in a minute 17 with no timeouts. I'm, I'm, I've had to watch it again. I'm fucking baffled how he did that. I, I, like, that was the, the last thing um, I expected. Any hope, mate, the Raiders beat the Cowboys this year, and that was right in the middle of our troubles. So. Very true, um, yeah. Um, yeah. They're not they're not unbeatable by any stretch. Uh, so I think we'll stick with the uh, couple of couple of bits there. Actually, uh, NFC West had two great divisional finales. Uh, Jimmy G is such a bizarre start, which is basically what you've just been saying. Um, and then Gaz wanted to know if you ironed your nan. Um, so yeah, um, I hope I they bounce the cowboy. She's been dead for five years. <laughs> um, uh, we'll move on from that one. <laughs> I, like this, I like to say with elusive poetry, saying, "Do you guys ever live stream games?" I think this is quite an interesting one because, judging from the people in the stream, if if you've seen the chat before, you don't want to be in the room with us. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so bad to a degree, uh, but if you've ever been in a room with or in a chat with us guys, you don't want to see us live stream a game because, you know, nans will get thrown at couches. Oh, can I just say one more thing? And uh, uh, Weekly uh, roller coaster of emotions is what I would describe it as. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm a roller coaster all on my own. Everybody else is quite level compared to me, but... One thing I am going to say, because I'm not known for giving this man credit, and it's been the cause of some behind-the-scenes strife in the uh, the all third and short world, Matt Stafford had a great game last night. Aside from, the obviously, the interception, which people are going to remember because it cost him the game. But some of the throws he made, particularly the third down throw to Cup, were considering he was getting hit at that stage of the game, he was getting hit on almost every play. That's about as well as I've seen him play in, in, those, you know, in those situations. Fred Warner killed their offensive line on multiple <laughs> plays. Like There was one play where he literally destroyed two linemen on his own. And you just got to say, like, you like, it, how do you stand a chance of even throwing the ball when your linemen are just like, Ooh! It's funny because like that actually showed a weakness that I think has been there all year with the Rams. That whole line isn't great. Like it's okay, but it's not. It's not at the same level as some of the teams are going to come up against. But it's inconsistent. Uh, that's what his biggest problem is. When we did the preseason stuff about them, I looked into it, and I remember looking at the Rams out of line has not changed in like three years, four years. One year it's the best, next year it's the worst. One, <laughs> next year it's the best, year after it's the worst again. There's just zero consistency with the exact same personnel, and I think that's that's never something you want in a football team. Consistency is better than skill every yeah. time. Massively. If you want to know one reason why Shanahan has McVeigh's number, by the way, which is kind of spawned off this discussion, they cannot run the ball against us at all. Like, you look at any of the games we've played against them this year, they haven't been able to run the ball, and we have, and that has made a big difference when it when it's counted. But yeah, Unless the I, question I, meant, like, why do people think they have the number, in which case it's because the Rams haven't beaten the 49ers in two and a half years. Right. <laughs> I mean, you say the same, though, that the books and the saints like the books haven't beat the saints in the regular season for ages especially mm. in the last four games in the regular season anyway um and they had Taysom hill at quarterback and trevor simeon in one of them it's funny because you look at it and like the first game this season the one in uh, san francisco we were 
I, I mean, even Shanahan has said, I think, we were at rock bottom when we played that game. I was watching that game thinking that was going to be the end of the season and we'd probably see Trey Lance the next week. And we absolutely pasted them. And I was like, where the fuck has this come from? And like, <laughs> similar to last night, like, I didn't think we had a chance at 17-0, but to, to come back, like, it's just, there's some teams, I guess it's the same in any sport, there's some teams that just have the number over others and there's not really... There's reasons for it, but sometimes it's just psychological. At this stage, I don't know if they believe they can beat us. They're getting a. I'm talking to a Rams fan last night. That he's like McVeigh's going to lose his record of like being being unbeaten when they lead at half time. And I'm saying there's like there was like eight and a half minutes left at this stage. I'm like, what are you on about? There's loads of the game left yet. He's like, I can just see the way this is going. And okay, it didn't. <laughs> I don't think it worked out the way he thought it was going to do because we were in the red zone at the time, and then Garoppolo decided to throw the ball at Jalen Ramsey, but. Like it, it's 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 such a strange. I got to say something else. The NFL is the best sport in the world. If you don't believe it, after last night, that was the most. I mean, not discounting our game, the Raiders game, the Steelers and um, Ravens game. There was just some absolutely batshit, insane stuff going on last night. Even the games that didn't really have tons of stakes, like the Seahawks and Cardinals, that was a good game too. I've I've watched that back this morning. Russell Wilson suddenly looked like a quarterback again. What? What is? Honestly, it was just it was so so good. But yeah, my initial point stands. I thought Stafford, as much as it is a bit of a gritted teeth moment for me, Stafford it was really good last time. Some of those throws, the one to Cup, I thought, well, if that's the one, well, the one on third down, but also the touchdown throw to Cup at the end of that drive, I thought, well, if that beats us, you there's not a lot you can say. Sometimes those things just happen to you, but I wasn't banking on Garoppolo suddenly discovering his inner Joe Montana in the last minute of that half, so there you go. There are two players at the top of the single season receiving yards records, isn't there? And they've both got one thing in common, and it's Matthew Stafford because it's Calvin Johnson and it's Cooper Cup. I think I was going to say, it sort of takes us nicely from Stafford's current team to his old team, Bones. The Lions picked up a win against arguably the best team in the NFL at the moment. In, in, I saw it's going to rattle a few people, but uh, Packers are looking unreal. Tied the best record, to be fair, 12 and 4. There's only, what, two teams on 12 and 4? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I saw, I saw online someone say about the quick point on Stafford was. Final play of the game was an ode to Detroit to end the season. Just throw an interception to end the game because why not? Like, but no, it's, I mean beating the Packers is beating the Packers. No matter where we are in the year, we could have been we could have been zero and sixteen up to that point. We could be one and seventeen in the year, and as long as that one is the Packers, everything's fine. Um, if I, I said to Chris last night when the game was was on, I was like, if we if we win this game, it doesn't. It's not going to affect standings for the Packers or us it's not going to change much but it sets a precedent going into the off season for this team and I think yeah I think I'm, I'm restrained I'm trying to restrain myself from being too happy about it because I've, I've been happy about this team in the past and it's been an absolute disaster but I'm the, the direction this team's going is good and I mean we've definitely set a trend in the NFC North looking at the way the Vikings and the Bears have just blown up their uh, front offices like so Everyone's scrapping their uh, scrapping their old systems now, so maybe we've got a chance going into next year. We've got a year's head start on the rebuild. Um, we look like we've got a good like mentality going into this next season. Brad Holmes drafted well. Look how well Amon Ross St. Brown's done as a fourth round draft pick for us. Like, mm. it's I mean, 
it's a tricky one because he might stand out on the Lions because our, the rest of our talent is a bit more down here. But he still looks like he's going to be good for the future for us. We did, we did well this year, it feels like. Sewell, McNeil. Like, there's a few people that have done well. And we also got rid of Anthony Lynn, who I would say is part of the reason we struggled in the early portion of the year. Like The Lions haven't been blown out at all. They've been in so no. many close games. So I know it's a, it was a three and whatever record but it's not really in my opinion a true reflection of how well they've played it's, it's yeah. minute, like a couple of bounces of the ball and they've won five or six games it's field goals and things like that and they're yeah, suddenly exactly. going, yeah, they're, they're a middle of the road team like they're doing really well for year one the it's best three win season in nfl history right i actually think well, is it number two pick you've got yeah yeah we so, could have had number one know, if we'd lost last night because the jags won didn't they but <laughs> yeah um, it's I like think... people are saying oh we lost the first pick but what pick did we get Penny Sewell at last year? Who wants the number one pick anyway? Yeah, I mean, we got... we're, we're talking about this the other day. When was the last time a number one pick went <laughs> on to win the quarterback, that like, went on to win the Super Bowl? Like, the last person that did it, pick one, was centre for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> we got... In 2013. And it, got... it, it took them 2019 to win it. This year, we got a rookie left tackle slash right tackle that held his own against Nick Bosa at pick seven. So anyone who's upset that we're now pick two over pick one is losing the freaking mind because we got Sewell <laughs> and, at seven. To, to be completely honest, the, the, the Jags are not going to pick a quarterback. They've got Trevor for, Trevor forever, should be Trevor probably the same. So depending <laughs> on what, what the Lions want to do with Goff, they're going to have the pick of, of every quarterback in the draft. So um, it's made no difference really. Because the Jags will not take a quarterback. There's no unless unless they trade it, which I don't think they'll do. I think they'll, no. Just do a two quarterback system, Mariota and Derek Carr doing it just like that. Oh, you know, <laughs> two rookies. The nice spot for the Lions is they can trade that pick as well. I think there'll be some takers for that pick. And mm. that I, I said this, I've said this all the way back, going back to the season previews. The smart people in charge there now. They're building lines out and you can tell that with guys like Sewell, the Dean lineman they drafted, they've supplanted it really well with getting good receivers in the fourth round. It's hard to find good receivers, especially rookies. I, I really like what the Lions are doing. I said I, I was probably more optimistic than everybody else about the Lions. I said I think they'll win a, a few games. I thought they'd win more, but let's be fair, with a bit of luck, they would have won a few more. It's not like they were shit. You know? The weirdest part is the wins came against teams. Like I, taught, I did my prediction at the start of the year, and I had four to five wins max, and they were against teams like the Bengals and the the Seahawks because they were a bit iffy when I did those predictions and it wasn't the Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers and you know like these kind of teams that had us beaten it was shit teams and then we beat like division leaders it was just weird because and you can't even make the excuse for the Cardinals you can make for Green Bay where it's like oh it was our second string like blah 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 even though Aaron Rodgers was losing in the first half anyway but the Cardinals played Murray. Murray got sub. Murray got benched against the Lions for Colt mm. McCoy. Like, <laughs> it's just it's not where I expected the wins to come. And in a weird way, they're they're really good wins to see. And I'm happy Dan Campbell's play calling has gone well. It kind um, of shows you can't just judge on the record sometimes as well, though, because like you've won three games and the Giants have won four. But who would you rather be a fan of right now? I know I'd rather be a fan of the Lions. At least it looks like they're going somewhere. You know, that, that's, bright. that's the thing for me. Yeah, that is the thing. Yeah, the future the, is bright right now, and I think that's that's all I've Giants, got to go on. The Giants are fucked. Uh, I think they're going to be starting. They've got two top ten picks, though. 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but well, we'll we'll see what they do with them, shall we? Why but, didn't uh, they fire Joe well. Judge? Why? Why has he still got a job? I don't. I do not <laughs> understand. Can we take a minute to Joe appreciate Judge. the QB sneak on second and nine, and then third? Did anybody and nine. on your own five yard line and not getting fired? How? How? How did anyone in that boardroom not go? We need to fire this man. This is why we need Tom because I'm sure none of us would choose to watch that game, whereas he probably chose to obviously watch that game and have a reason of why it happened. Because looking at it on Red Zone, everyone's just like, "What the hell's going on?" It went to a fan just going, "Pass the ball! What are you doing?" Because if you're like, going to do a QB what... sneak as well, you'd put Glennon in, wouldn't you? His neck's about three yards long, so you <laughs> first down that. just like on there. He just then, pops his head over the line. Not sure, <laughs> not, sure if anybody, not sure if you were all here since the start, but it is now in Tom's entrance, like little video VT at the beginning. Got that little quarterback sneak yeah, there, so there you go. Can I, can I jump in on uh, what Dre Ruiz has just commented? Because like, I don't care if Daniel Jones wasn't your guy or not. There is no excuse for Kenny Golladay, mm. zero touchdowns. First round wide receiver, Kadarius Tony, zero touchdowns. Doesn't matter who your quarterback is. Like, we've had David Blau score more freaking touchdowns than that. Like, get out of here with that sort of nonsense, Giants fans. I'm sorry. Can I Judge just deserves to be well? fired out of a cannon into the sun, as JP would say. Like. <laughs> I'm just going to throw some in as well. I hate it when NFL teams do this. They have a coach that is obviously not going to take them anywhere. So the coach gives a presentation, which seems to be the new thing, to the ownership or the GM or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, you've got one more year to turn it around. When has that ever worked? Has there ever been a, has there ever been a coach ever that has been that bad and been given one more season to turn it around? I can't immediately think of one. I'm sure there probably is one somewhere in history. But I, basically, if you're a Giants fan, you've just written next season off because you're going to get a new GM anyway. So you've got to start rebuilding. And you keep a judge for another year. I don't. I don't get when teams replace the GM and not the head coach. Like it, we've done it before. When before the Patricia era started, we had Dan Quinn and I think it was, is that was his surname Quinn and fucking um, Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn, sorry, not Dan Quinn. And then we had um, we had Jim Caldwell at the start of his his tenure, and then he fired him and was like, oh, Patricia's my guy, let's get my guy in. And we all saw how badly that went. Like, If you're going to replace the front office, just get rid of the whole thing. Why get rid of half of it and fanny around? Like, It just seems pointless. The only thing I can think of is that because they're probably writing off next season, um, do they are they, are they sort of throwing Judge under the bus a little bit um, and say, well, you, you're going to have a shit season you're going to get two first-round picks, which two top-ten picks as well, which they can the, the new GM can deal with, and say, right, well, we'll, we'll let Judge fuck it up, uh, and then we'll get rid of the next year, bring in a new head coach with some uh, two rookies that have had a good season who should be decent being top-ten picks. I'm interested to see who wants that GM job because I think they would have to be, be given assurances that, like, if this goes the way I think it is, can I fire this guy in 12 months and I'm not going to get any of it on me? Because otherwise, why would you take the job? Like, it, it just doesn't it's be fair, I think that's a really good point that Matt's made, though. Like, you bring in a new head coach in a system where you're only you starting a rebuild, basically. Like, you could have a rough first year. Look how many, like, mid-season Lions fans were like, oh, clearly Dan Campbell's not the answer after, like, seven fucking games. <laughs> like, it's just... we. 
look at the state. You can't look at our team and like blame it all on one. Like that's the thing. Like, and you don't want that for a new head coach because it is hard to make sure you overcome that. Like we had to get a couple wins towards the end of the year. The Green Bay game is a big one to make show that he should stay. Like people who are like calling for his head already are a bit insane, but. You don't want that to happen, do you? And if you can avoid it by keeping Judge around for a year, let him take the flack in the shit year and bring a new guy in when everything's set. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of it like that. It's a really good point. You see a bit more of that now across the league as well. It does seem to be a bit more of a trend now where they hire the GM. Used to be you fire everybody, which is kind of what the Vikings and the um, the other guys, Bears, the Vikings and Bears have done today. But there seems to be more of a trend now of like letting the GM go Hiring the GM, look at Denver, for instance, keeping the coach for another year and then letting them do a coaching search the year after. I don't know why that suddenly started happening, but maybe it is for the reason you say. I think it kind Denver, of feels like year one. I think, I think we touched on it last night um, that Denver firing Fangio is, is stupid because they're a quarterback away from being very, very, very good. Um, he's been shit on a little bit and I'll, I'll never defend the fucking Broncos, but, um, you know, <laughs> They're in a tough division with Herbert, with Mahomes, with the Raiders have been pretty, we've made the playoffs, have been all right with regards to what's happened. The, the rest of the team is good. They let Von Miller go. All, all right, he's not really set the world on fire in LA, but they, they're a good, good team minus the quarterback. Um, so I don't know, I think it's a bit harsh, but um, somebody's going to get a very good defensive coordinator um, yeah. off the back of it. It's um, probably the weirdest firing so far, I think, right? Is the one team I would have thought would have given him another chance because I yeah. don't think the quarterback situation is his fault. Like, no, give him, give him a good quarterback and then see what happens. I'm better than Drew Locke. Even when Teddy Bridgewater was looking alright, he ended up hurt, didn't he? So he was back to mm. Drew Locke again. Like <laughs> that's just Bridgewater's career in a sentence, though, isn't it? Every time you look at it, alright, he's got hurt. The the strange one in Denver is there's due to be an ownership change. I think in the next six months or so. So all this that's going on right now might just get wiped out again in 12 months. It's if we're talking bizarre firings, Brian Flores, Miami, where the fuck did that come from? I'm, I'm seeing a lot of reports it's a power struggle, but still a bizarre, like bizarre, bizarre firing. Because he's going to get another job, surely. I don't know if he's going to get a head coaching job. I think he might. I think there'll be a team that might go for it. Um, I would. I'd take him in Vegas. I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to be one of those that has to take a step back to coordinator to get another head coaching role at all. Like, I think he's going to go straight into another job somewhere. Like, the it is weird. The must very the, good yeah, this time. power struggle thing must be real. Like, you must be. I, I've not heard it. I must. I'm going to read into it after this pod. But I want to know. Seems to be a lot coming out. I think it's partially Miami trying to get in front of the narrative because I think they're taking a lot of heat for firing him. I can only assume they've got someone lined up. I don't know why you would do it without somebody planning to come in. Obviously, you're not allowed to do that because you're supposed to interview <laughs> two minority candidates. But let's be honest, every team does it. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> they might interview Flores again. <laughs> interview for his own job, yeah. yeah listen, mate, we're, we're going to fire you. But if you want it back, just sit here for five minutes. We can say we fulfilled the requirement. <laughs> then we're going to go off and hire Jim Harbour. Is that all right? Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the others can't have any complaints. Najee can't have any complaints. The Bears have gone backwards at an unbelievable speed. Um, so yeah, um, ben, just, ben just made a great point there. I think Flores is doing a great job in... in oh, that's in, a good shout. I hadn't actually put those two together. That's not a bad okay. shout at all. They need they need a, 
I know Bones is going to hate this way because it'll remind him of Patricia, but they need a culture in uh, in Jacksonville. You know, like they need. They, I think they do need that. I think they do need a coach that's going to set the tone. Yeah, just not, not a Patriots one. <laughs> well, Flores is one of the few like success stories, as much as it can be, of the Patriots tree. Obviously, he's been fired now, so we'll go down as a bit of a failure. As they well. all they all struggle to stay in jobs. They leave mm -hmm. they leave the Patriots, and they all struggle to stay in a job because they all... often butt heads with people. I think that's what it is, and that's what you're seeing with Flores, isn't it? Um, Not everyone has the Daniels? gravitas to be Bill Belichick. Like Matt Patricia doesn't have that gravitas, and clearly it didn't work, and everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, and the thing is, I don't think Belichick had that gravitas before he won anything. Like, I, I doubt he was like he is now in 2001. I think that's the bit that people are missing. You get that gravitas when you start winning things, and you know, after you've won three Super Bowls, yeah, you probably can talk down to people a little bit. You'll probably be all right. You can't do it when you fucking Matt Patricia. You've been a coordinator for one year. You know, like you, you do have to kind of pick your moments on that stuff. I like um, our cult, our new culture way more. Yeah, I, I think that's... And, you know, it kind of tails back to the Giants. Sometimes it isn't about the record. It's about where the team looks like it's going. Does that team look, look like it's playing for Dan Campbell? Absolutely it does. You yeah, know, yeah. does 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 Miami look like it's playing for Flores? It did to me last night, and yet he's gone. So, like, it's... Yeah, yeah. it's bizarre, isn't it? But equally, are the Giants playing for Joe Judge? Are oh, they fuck? They don't care. They don't. They don't want to be there. He, he better start ringing all those people that he says are contacting him, saying they want to come back to the Giants because they want to have a roster next year. If he doesn't, they're, they're so so bad. Sorry, I Tom, think. Um, oh, you all right? I think. Um, I was going to say we've delayed the uh, the the Disney story <laughs> long enough. We've been done with. Um, and I believe we have um, somebody who can talk at length about the NFL, not just the Raiders, but uh, another guest whose team also won and also made the playoffs. Uh, here he is, nice Mark. Um, Mark, uh, I, I was going to go on a little bit of a, a, a rant, uh, not a rant, a little, I'll go have a little moment about the Raiders, but um, uh, I think it's much more enjoyable to hear in your voice. You've watched the game twice. Uh, I haven't. Um, so um, I'll just say before Mark talks about the Raiders, I, the game if you're a neutral and you haven't watched the game, watch it. It, it. Literally, Disney couldn't have written a better script than what happened last night. Uh, two two divisional rivals, two historical rivals going at it, and a winner takes all. In the all, last game kind of, of the regular season. The last game of the regular season, primetime Sunday night, winner takes all. Uh, if the team's tied, they both go through. That that was the situation. The game had everything. Um, obviously, um, you'll, you'll know the outcome because me, me and Mark are here. Um, but um, I think uh, oh, he's, he's just fucked off. Um, <laughs> I think, um, I, think I, I will. I will let Mark. Mark's watched the game twice. I haven't. I've, I've been at work today, but I will. When Mark brings his camera back on, I will let Mark go all out on on the Raiders. But I, I will just say it. Given I've, I've said it enough times, I feel like I'm. I'm. Um, I'm, I'm sort of a, a bit of a broken record of repeating myself, but given what's happened, if you've been living under a rock during this NFL season, we had the Gruden incident where he 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 lost his job. He didn't get fired; he walked away. But essentially, he lost his job for something that happened forever ago. Um, rightly so. I'm I'm glad he went because we were stuck in that fucking stupid contract for forever and a day with a dinosaur who hadn't been in the NFL for so long. Um, so we managed to get rid of him. And then a couple of weeks later, Henry Ruggs murders somebody, essentially. And then a couple of weeks after that, Damon Arnett threatened somebody with a gun. 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's been the most bizarre season. We've brought in an interim head coach. He was our special teams coach who's never been a head coach before, but a lot of people had um, spoken about what kind of sort of person he is and, 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 and how, I think Mike Mayock said he's never met a guy um, more ready for a head coach job than than Rich Versace. Uh, and and we we were we were I think we were, we were six and seven I think or yeah we were six and seven and I'd given up on the season. Uh, I, you know, I've made that's not why the podcast didn't happen and it's not only happened. Right. We, we we made we made this last night before the Raiders play. We, we agreed to this, um, and it probably would be more entertaining if the Raiders had lost. Um, but. To, for us to have had a winning season when it was nine and seven, I saw that as a successful year given what had happened. Um, to then go and win last night um, in the way that they did to make the playoffs, I think is is outstanding from from the team. Um, uh, we've lost Mark's Mark's face, um, which to to the female viewers is probably for the best. Um, but um, is it is it because your head's so small it's not picked up a face, Mark? Um, what it is, is, is I'm on my Apple Mac, and my Apple Mac has a broken camera, so I have an external camera, which is now not connecting to my Apple Mac. <laughs> and the only other laptop I've got is my work computer, and that's in my bedroom, and I can't go through the whole big one. So I'm hoping if I play with the wires long enough, eventually the camera will come on, but until then, you've just got sound, Matt, I'm afraid. Uh, no, fit, mate, fill your boots. You've watched the game twice. Talk us through it. George, you were describing it so well there. I've watched it twice and I'm still to enjoy it. <laughs> like, I've literally watched it twice and I'm still like, I don't enjoy watching this game of football. Like, it's it's a brilliant game of football for anybody who's not attached to either the Chargers or the Raiders. But it was gut-wrenching at the time. It finished at five o'clock, so I was knackered. I'm watching it now and I still can't separate myself from the excitement or the nerves that I've had around it. And I think it's going to have to be a three-watch game. Um, <laughs> let's boil down. Let's pick apart the parts which I know. Max Crosby was absolutely phenomenal. When we think that um, Joey Bosa had four pressures all game, Max Crosby had 11 in the fourth quarter alone. Now, they didn't turn up as sacks, so they, I think he did get one. Um, but them pressures, when I was watching it back, just how often he was putting Justin uh, Herbert, you know, in positions where he couldn't make the pass. Justin Herbert threw the ball 64 times yesterday, completed 34 of them, I think it was, just over 50%. Two players who we rarely mention at the Raiders played a huge role yesterday. Desmond Trufant, who we got up as a free agent midway through the season, Signed him as an unrestricted free agent halfway through the season. Had five passes defensed yesterday. And Faison, who was an ex-charger, who was one of Gus Bradley's fixes when Trayvon Mullen got injured. Although he lost some yardage, he turned up with two crucial passes defences. Won them in the red zone on Mike Williams, where he made a play where Williams, for all intents and purposes, had caught it. And Faison come through and dislodged it. Just, like, so there's that, you know what I mean, though? Then that's on the Raiders' side of the ball. That's on the Raiders' side of the ball. If we look at the Raiders' offense, Marcus Mariota did a phenomenal job coming in. 
and just creating something different for Brown and Steely to think about. I think he ran for 20 odd yards. Most of them were crucial yards, you know, on third down we would bring him in and he would play the option, you know, like the run the RPO option. And he put up some crucial yards of four, five, six, seven, eight yards gains in those carries that he had. Um, Josh Jacobs was a man possessed in the end of that game. And he just ran over them, which we needed them to do because their run D is their Achilles because they're going to be good in coverage. Um, then let's flip to the Chargers. Justin Herbert was making amazing throw after amazing throw after amazing throw when he needed to in fourth down. He was six for six. For over 100 yards and a touchdown on fourth down alone. Like that guy, when you take away your rival head and you look at him, you go, how clutch. And because he kept them in that game. Match, remember in the fourth quarter, there was a point where there was five minutes left and they had a fourth down conversion. And originally, the flat, like the line judge had said they were a yard short and they challenged it and they found out that they were a couple of inches over. And now I've got a fresh set of downs. At mm-hmm. that point, we were like um, 15 points ahead. Yeah. And there was five minutes left in the game. I was so tired when we got that call originally. I was like, that's it, game. I'm off to bed. The Raiders <laughs> will run down the clock a little bit and will win this game quite easily. Of course, it was turned over and he threw a touchdown pass to Josh Palmer. Then he got the two-point conversion. And then later on, he's come down the field again. And done the same again. And I was like, what the, what is going on? I was a nervous wreck. Then, of course, you've got overtime where we score field goal. They score field goal. He, he threw another fourth down, didn't he, in, oh, in overtime? Do you know what it's like? The absolute, this, the absolute best part of the evening was utter shithousery by the Raiders kicking a field goal to actually win the game. You know what I mean? Well, actually, I mean, we had incentive to win the game because if we'd went in on the tie, we would have faced the charge uh, the, the Chiefs again. Bearing in mind that they've just hung over 80 points on us in the last six weeks. And, you know, like, I understand that the, the option of playing the Bengals is more appealing, even though they annihilated us as well a few weeks ago. But the chances, you know, like, you don't want to play the Chiefs. They've just turned over you for 80 points. So I had a bit of... um. We had a bit of a reason to win the game, but I just love the fact that we went for it and we actually did win it. And we kicked out our own division rivals at the same. Yeah. Absolute shit house. We shouldn't have called I a think, timeout, shouldn't it? I think if they hadn't have called a timeout, we'd have probably taken the tie. No, I don't um, think I, I think the same, Matt. I think the same. Yeah. Do you know what I also think? Brandon Steely, um, he's been known for going for fourth down and two-point conversions all season. Do you know the touchdown that they got at the end of the game? I'm surprised he didn't just go for two then to win it outright. Yeah, I thought he might. Have. I thought that was odd at the time. Yeah. But do you think it was? Do you think it was because a field goal is probably more likely to go through and takes you to overtime, whereas if the two point try fails, you've just straight out lost. Like do you know, he's gambled all season, Bones. He's gambled on fourth down, and he's gambled more than any other head coach this year on fourth down and two point conversions. He's really played the metrics, this guy, and it's kind of like he went away from what had gotten there in the first place of a sniff. It's like his bottle went. Showed his hand yeah. when the stakes are high, hasn't he? Now, when the stakes yeah, are high, it. yeah, he bottles it. 
But yeah, I'm still fiddling with this camera because I'm sure people want to get a look at his like. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. We, I'm sure. Being being Raiders fans, mate, we have a large uh, LGBT following. Uh, <laughs> so, so you, you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, but it's not working. I just need to put it down and stop fiddling on with it because it's not going to just match. Yeah, fix your camera as well, But yeah, no, it was it, it. Like I said earlier, it 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 was too much to take in. It, it, oh, in. there we go. You're back. Oh, yeah. It was it was uh, it was it was a lot to take in during the game, especially with it finishing at like quarter past five this morning. Uh, <laughs> and then and then because of the way in which the Raiders won the game, you don't go to sleep straight away because you're buzzing, you're awake, and you're excited and stuff. And it, it like I said, it, it had everything in the game. It, Disney couldn't have written it better or wrote it better. Good England. I'm still uh, wired now, Matt. I still feel yeah. wired now off it. Yeah, I do. I've been been at work all day, and I can't believe I've not. I've, I've watched been it twice. buzzing. I've watched it twice and I still haven't processed it. You know, we 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 lost five out of six games before we went on this four-game winning streak. Like, yeah. we had no right getting into the playoffs with a team which was inept of talent for as long as what we were. You know, we lost one out of injury for four or five weeks. Henry, Rugg, Henry Ruggs would have lost to an orange jumpsuit. You know what I mean, though? Um, our offensive line has been uh, shambles for long stretches of the season. And they seem to put it together in the fourth quarter. You know, like, we've had head coach who has left. We've got an interim head coach who was a first-time head coach. We've had a 5-2 and two record at one point, and then had a 6-4, and four, and then had a 6-5 record after that. You know, it was 6-7, like, wasn't it? 6-7. Yeah, it's just... I, I don't understand. You know what I hope though, and this is I don't. This is I'm going to give something back to you to talk about. I hope this doesn't mean that Rich Passaccia gets a job full time. I've seen <laughs> enough to know that I don't want him as head coach. I was just going to ask has. you that exact question. Do you think he, if he does well in the playoffs, he deserves the chance or not? I think if if, if we beat the Bengals, I think he'll probably get offered the job. That's where. I think he's going to be. The odds aren't on his side, even if he does well. Like, even winning interim coaches generally don't get the job. So, the probability mm. isn't in his favour. But do either of you think he deserves it? Or are you both on the, no, I'd rather do, start do you know, fresh? Do you know, Bones, I still don't think we're a good football team. I still don't think we're a very good football team. We've won too many games by one score. Think of how many times Daniel Carlson has been out there and it's been his field goal that's won it. Now, last that night that is a very, that that one score three point games, they, they can be on a, in a on an inch. You know what I mean? No, that's not something you can carry on in the next year. You know what I mean? No, we've seen this before. Um, you know where teams have got through and rode their luck. And look, we we've rode our luck. Make no bones, make no bones about it, bones. <laughs> we, 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 are, we are not a good we're not a good football team we're not we're not a good football team we're, we've got a roster which I would say is in the bottom third of the NFL you know we're, we're lacking a lot of talent I feel your pain I know, I know how that feels <laughs> to, to have a roster that is that low down as you say say bottom third for then Versace to take us to the playoffs, does that not, <laughs> and make, does that not make you think? Well, somebody's going to think, right? They are a poor football team, but he still managed to find a way to win with uh, like a shambles yeah. of an old line. Uh, 
Let me ask a slightly different question. Would he be considered for any other head coaching job? No. That's a, that's a better way of putting it. No, he wouldn't. You know, it, the same thing we said for Greg Olsen. Is Greg Olsen building a good offense? No. Does it come good when it needs to come good? Somehow, <laughs> yes. How does it come good? I don't know. Is it is, is it divine intervention? I mean, we'll have to get a call after all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though? Like, I, like, like, it just seems like a was Like, take last last night. We had Jalen Richard got a twenty-one-yard run on fourth and on third and twenty-one. You know, we're used to seeing that against us. Yeah. And you know, like, how often can you make them plays, Matt? How often can you expect to be making them plays? He did it, and you know, like, and, and it's just, well, do you was. I'm still trying to fathom how we've done this, by the way. I'm just trying to process what's in my head. It's funny. <laughs> you, you guys on the Raiders side and me on the Niners side seem to both be trying to process exactly how we're in this position. Yeah. And I don't have an answer for either of them. It's bizarre. I do have a statement from Rich Passaccia. I believe it says, uh, fine, I leave. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't think he'll get the job, but I think he'll get interviewed for the job, and I think some heads will fall off amongst the Raider fan base, but I don't think he'll actually get the job. I, I think what, what worries what? me is, is I don't know how much... It seems like the players have bought into him a little bit, and I don't know how much that might impact some of the, the bigger characters who might love Versace if he doesn't get the job. You know, I, I don't know what will happen. I don't know if Davis has got the, the bottle to... I can't believe I call him Davis. Bowled has got the bottle to, to say, no, you're not having the job. Back to do what you were doing. We're getting another guy in. You've done well, great, but see you later. I don't think bowled has got that in him. I don't know. What he's if he got your assistant head coach role? As a middle ground that sort of, like, you get a new head coaching, but you keep Bisaccia around as sort of like a bridge guy to help the new guy. Does does a new guy want his own guy, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's possible. This, this happened years ago. This, this is a subject, unfortunately, that brings back some horrible memories for me. When <laughs> uh, when Jim Harbaugh mutually parted ways with the 49ers, there was talk we were going to hire, and I can't believe that this would have been a prefer preferable alternative, but there was talk that we were going to hire Adam Gase. And the reason we didn't hire Adam Gase is that uh, he wanted to keep Vic Fangio and the ownership didn't want to keep him. So, yeah, how the fuck we've ever been successful with our ownership, I don't know. But that's sometimes what could happen. It gets very political once head coaches start changing, I suppose. Imagine I a world where the 49ers get Gase and the Jets get Shanahan. <laughs> what a strange world that would have turned out to be. Imagine, imagine Belichick could have stuck it out of the Jets before he went. Yeah, did, he, did, he, with, did he do a uh, month? Did he, he do a month with the Jim Jets? Jim Tomsula, who probably should never have been an NFL head coach. And then we followed it up by getting Chip Kelly, which was somehow even worse. So, yeah, you know, I, I understand all the poverty stories that we get from the Lions fans sometimes, but. Fuck me, it's not like being a 49ers fan is easy. You know? <laughs> I actually have a theory around the Raiders, and while the have been chatting, I've just thought, how do I explain what the Raiders season's been like? The whole team has never been good at one single time of the season. What's happened is, is we've had a handful of players, or even at different times, one player who has been really hot and carried everybody else. <laughs> So it's like yesterday, Max Crosby was really hot. And in the fourth quarter, Josh Jacobs got really hot. But the week before, it was Zay Jones who was really hot. And the week before that was Renfro who was really hot. And then the week before that, it might have been Max Crosby again. or it might. It's like 
the whole team can't have a really good performance at the same time. But what happens is, is two or three of them will be hot. Like last night, the only good players on our team last night, really, when you look at Carl's stats, they weren't that great. When you look, you, we had three players who played on real last night. We had Jacobs, we had Desmond Trufant, um, and we had Max Crosby. And, and when you think about it, Matt, look at the performance and go outside of them. Who was brilliant? I'll tell you who, for me, has been not, it's not a shock, I suppose, as such, but Denzel Perryman. Um, it's been it's been solid for the whole season. Solid Just checked again. Really. Then, yeah, so he's I think he's made the Pro Bowl, hasn't he? Is that last night he had, a, he had eight tackles, which I think I'm pretty sure at one point recently he was leading the NFL in tackles. But it, like he's not been amazing. He's just been solid. And maybe if we had more players who were solid, and then you had your handful of players who were were hot at times, to be winning games comfortably. If, if, if we had more amazing players, how many weirdos are going to the Pro Bowl? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's that. That tells you that what, we're not a team of superstars. We've got three players. I think and, we're, we're and, and one one of them is our kicker. One of them is our punter. Our punter. Yeah. Our punter. <laughs> yeah. Pro Bowl's bullshit anyway. Our, our our NFL leading punter wasn't picked as any of the punters. Like Pro yeah. Bowl's bullshit. AJ Cole's been mint bones. He actually has been. Yeah. AJ Cole's been fantastic this game. Carlson's being just clutch. Like, thank you to the Minnesota Vikings for deciding he wasn't good enough. The <laughs> franchiser was needed to kick off for eternity. <laughs> the Vikings just know how to kill kickers, though, don't they? I'd like to vote Robbie Gould as a Pro Bowl punter after last night. I didn't know he had that. <laughs> Jack Fox has been a mint punter all year. He's been one of the best punters in the league. He's one of the best players on our team, which is a sad state of affairs when one of the best players on your team is your punter. But he didn't even get a nod for a place. Like, I love this. Like, Pro Bowl's a fix. People say we discuss the minutia of football now. too much and we're arguing about punters. I'll tell you what, is so good. I don't know if he's had it already, but there's a few teams who have released their head coaches already. Denver being the number one, Jacksonville being number two, Miami. I think it's Chicago have released Snaggy by now. If not, yeah, um, Chicago and the Vikings have got rid of both of the head coach and so, the GM. Like, like, so we know of five positions that are vacant. We know that the chart, we know that the Jags, the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos, and Miami are all definitely now looking for a head coach. If you're a young, promising head coach, which one do you want to go to? I think I'd want Miami, you know. I, I probably. My only concern with Miami at the moment is interfering ownership because that's the story that seems to be coming out today is that Stephen Ross is like exerting his influence a bit and like there's a lot of like internal strife within the building. I might want Denver because we've, as we've already said there, but is that defense as good as it is because Vic Fangio was there? And will they? I know they've got good players, but are they going to drop? Are they going to drop off a little bit? I, Jacksonville have got Lawrence, but not a great deal else. Uh, but then they've got the number one pick again, though, haven't they? So yeah, they've true. got the number one pick again, and they've got a, a generational oh, talent at quarterback. They've also got a lot of cap space. I think I'm sure I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah both highest. I think up. you said. What they're would you be? You've been quiet for a bit. Who would you? Who, if you were head coach now, and these five jobs won the table, which one are you taking? 
Miami, what did they finish? Eight and nine for the season? They were very close to the playoffs. I mean, at one point, they were almost there. The only thing for me is can't do lefties. So I'd, as long as I could re- replace two, <laughs> Miami would be, just so I can say laces out every I, kit. I, I would, the way I would look at it was I would I would eliminate the ones I wouldn't want. I and mean, there's no way I'd want to go with Minnesota. Um, the Bears. Minnesota are a really good team, though. Justin Jefferson has been. They've been very, very good. Kirk Cousins is, I'd say, solid. I mean, he doesn't seem to do a bad job. He's okay. But with Justin Jefferson in there... They're okay. They're all right. Yeah, they're they're okay. I wouldn't wouldn't want to go and play the Packers twice either. And that's that's also why I'd rule out Denver, because you're going to have to play play Kansas City and Herbert. Um, I'm not including us here. Um, So I'd I'd rule out... um, the Bears and the Vikings purely because they're going to play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and the Bears are shit. There's no two. Uh, they beat us this year because they played us after the Gruden incident. That's another gripe of mine. Um, but um, so I'd rule out those two. I'd probably rule out Denver for the same reason. So it would be between Miami and Jacksonville for me. I, and I, I, but then I, I you look at Miami. Them. You've got Patriots and the Bills. I met, well, I met, I'll just say I'm edging towards Jacksonville purely because they've got Lawrence and the number one pick and a ton of cap space. Um, so well, you, you my could, choice you could would be that there. My choice would be Jacksonville, and I'll tell you why. Quarterback's the most important position in the NFL. I want to go to a team which has got a quarterback who is young, who is on a rookie contract. If he's on a rookie contract and he's talented, do you know what else I've got? Shit loads of cap space because I'm paying me quarterback next and out. You know, so I've got Trevor Lawrence, who yesterday looked sensational. Take him away from Urban Meyer, work with him. He's going to be the guy we saw at Clemson. I'm telling you, he's going to be brilliant. Everything that we saw yesterday showed that that can come back to him. He hasn't lost that overnight. Jacksonville would be my number one choice. For the same reason, my number two choice would be Chicago. They've got Justin Fields. He's on a rookie deal. He's a young quarterback. You know, they've got elements around there, which is all right. Although I think they need to tear it down. Studs. The only issue with Chicago is the is terrible. I yeah, they've, they have they've, they've got players like Robert Quinn and Eddie Jackson, who are good players, but they're in a rebuild. There's no point in keeping them on. I'll keep Darnell Mooney. Mooney. I'll keep Khalil Herbert. I'll keep David Montgomery whilst he's on contract. I'll have to rebuild my offensive line. I'll get rid of everybody else and build that there, you know? Um... So let me top two, Jacksonville and Chicago. Let Jamie's me... going to go. So I'm, just... I'm jumping up, and you guys can take it from here. Bye, Jamie. Hopefully, to be fair, I'm going to press leave. But if it cuts <laughs> off, I apologise, and they'll be back on in a few we'll, we'll minutes. We'll just keep talking. Right? We just won't be live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be favor, won't it? So, yeah, my top it. two jobs would be Jacksonville would be the first one I'd take, then Chicago. Then I'd probably think... Well, Denver haven't got a quarterback. They're going to be last in me in my list. Um, Miami have got two. Ah, there's question marks about him, but he's young and he's on a rookie deal. He'll be number three. Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but where are that at on him? Yeah, I, I think they're all good points. I, Denver is an interesting job, but the, I said I said earlier one of the issues in Denver ownership transfer is coming up in the next six months so anything that they do in this offseason could all be invalidated you know that this is this is the question mark would have there minnesota i see as an aging team in a lot of places they got some good young players but i, I think it's been a team that's sort of had a good spell it probably needs a rebuild now 
Miami I like and Jacksonville I like. I would I would probably take either of those two jobs. The Jacksonville there's a lot more to do, but if you're a if you're a young up and coming GM and head coach, you probably want that job more than any others because you can build it in your image. Um I wouldn't want the Chicago job and it's nothing to do with fields or anything like that. It's the sheer weight of expectation in Chicago. You you almost can't have a rebuild in Chicago. They need one, but there seems to be a I don't know. They they've got that thing almost as a historic franchise, like a lot of sports teams do, where they can't really go through a bad spell for too long. And I think there'd be pressure there almost immediately to turn things around. I I don't envy whoever gets that job. I hope it's Josh McDaniels because that would be fucking hilarious. That would just implode. Like they'd be decent to watch on offense, but um, incidentally, Leslie Frazier is the bookie's favorite for the for the Bears job. That would be failed Vikings head coach Leslie Frazier. So if he gets the job, they're in even worse trouble than I thought they were. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that one's come from. I've just seen that in the last probably 20, 30 minutes or so. I've silenced the entire end zone chat with it, it looks like. So, um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of decisions to be made. Yeah, um, the job I wouldn't want right now is GM of the Giants. I'd say no, thank you. I'll stay at home. <laughs> I don't know. Two top two two what top half of the draft picks is it's not the end of the world. Two top, like two top ten, isn't it? Two, yeah, uh, is it, is it five yeah, eight, is it? Or? Yeah, I mean you're getting sued because you play in New Jersey and your stadium's a shit tip and your pitch is fucked and. It's not a great situation, but you've got some good picks, I guess. Like, I also would pick Jacksonville just to to throw that out there. Like, my only real life experience of ever even trying to rebuild a football team is all based in video games. And if you gave me those like numbers, if you said Jacksonville has these picks and this much cap space, I'd be like, well, that sounds like a fun rebuild. I'm going there. Like, that's my only real life analog to it, and that's why I'd pick it is because that one looks like the most fun. If I'm a young head coach mm-hmm. and someone says, "You've got all this money, you've got some nice draft picks. Oh, and you've got a generational talent already drafted at quarterback." Like, you've that's also, where I'm going. I, think, I can say you've also got the chance to turn a, a notoriously poor team into. Um, oh, if you something. take that team to the playoffs or something, there's a statue of you being built outside the fucking yeah. stadium. Yeah, like, there's, there's no history in Jacksonville. They, they got to the AFC game a couple of years ago, didn't they? Yeah, with Blake with, with Balls. <laughs> the one thing I wouldn't want, and the one thing that would put me off Jacksonville slightly, they fired the head coach, but not the GM. Trent Balk's still there. And he's not the most popular person with me mm. or the Jacksonville area, it would appear. I, I don't think I would want... I, I would be very wary of going into a situation where the GM should probably be on the hot seat as well, um, you know, and taking the head coaching job because, to be honest, 12 months down the line, what's to say they don't sack the GM and then go, right, well, if he's going, we might as well get a new coach as well. It's hard to force a, it's hard to force a head coach on a GM, although, well, the Giants are about to do it. Sorry, I know I keep coming back to them as an example of malpractice, but I honestly can't believe how bad that organisation is. From, from a team that... In my history of watching the NFL, because I've been watching since 2005, has always been relatively solidly run. I can't believe where they are at the minute. Like it's it's insane. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, boys, I'm afraid I am going to have to jump off already. My work phone is already going. Apologies. It's the best. They've offered you the GM job, mate. I've just bouncing and out, and I feel very unprofessional. But then I remember oh. on the third and short podcast. <laughs> that, 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 suddenly sub, that, that suddenly subsides. But look, I'm pleased I've been able to come in and throw the cat amongst the pigeons. And um, 
but I'm gonna have to shoot off because work will not leave me alone. And as you can tell by the bags in my eyes and the bald patch on my head, it's been a stressful <laughs> week, boys. <laughs> no, it's good to have you here, mate, and I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, good to see you, lads. You, um, you can, of course, catch Mark again on the Saturday. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> on the, uh, the, the, the Never on a Saturday show. Um, we'll so we'll for, get uh, more consistent again in the off-season. That's how it works, right? We stream <laughs> regularly throughout the off-season, and then once yeah, the game starts... We'll when we've all got hope, we'll all enjoy it. And then when the season starts, we fuck it off because everyone's shit. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's, I mean, we've, we've spoke about our, our teams. Uh, I think if, if we do a quick sweep of the rest of, of the NFL in terms of who else we think is going to sort of make a run in the playoffs. For me, you, you can't ignore the, the, the current regulars and, in, in, you know, the Chiefs. They're, they're, they're going to be in amongst it, aren't they? They're going to be hard to beat. Um I think for me, the, the Titans are a funny one. Um, I, I don't rate them <laughs> really. Um, it's really going to depend if Henry is back in time for the playoffs, isn't it? For them, but then we've seen this over years, and I said it like this year. So it, teams that have figured out how to stop Henry, the Titans fall apart. That's what's happened every time they've reached the playoffs. A team mm. has found a way to neutralize Henry. And it's not gone particularly well for them. But then they've had to play half a season without him. Maybe they've finally mm. learned how to play when he's not available. Yeah, I was going to say that. They've been generating some offense without him lately and largely the passing game as well. AJ Brown has been an absolute... Since he came back from injury against us, he's been playing really well. I they're, they're a strange team because if you looked at them on paper, they shouldn't be anywhere near as good as they are. But they're a very well-coached team. And I think that's what it is. They never get too... They never get too down. They never get too confident. They're always just level. They always stay in games, and it, it always gives you a chance. You rarely see them get blown out, and I think that's that's a lot of the reason why they are where they are. They keep finding ways to win. I don't rate them as highly as some of the other teams individually, but I could see them yeah. causing some teams a few problems. That, that's pretty much where I'm at. I don't. I, I rate teams better than, uh, as being better. You know, I think the Chiefs are much better than them. Um, so if it came if it came down to the Chiefs and the Titans for the AFC, I, I, my money would be on Kansas City. Um, but I suppose they're number one seed, and you can't really ignore that. I guess you have to respect it a little bit. Um, it's mostly because Kansas City fluffed it at the start of the year, didn't they? Um, hey, Patriots are a funny one. Um, yeah. you know, do do we think they're gonna? Do we think they're good enough? No. Are they going to go far? Probably. That's that's my thoughts on it. Uh, <laughs> it's um, the Titans, but with a slightly different bent on it, isn't it? It's the, yeah, thing, yeah. the thing I always think about the Patriots is no matter what the team is, you just can't count them out in the playoffs, can you? It's that football team. It's that coaching oh. team. It's It doesn't matter what, what team they have underneath. If they make it to the playoffs, you cannot rule them out because there's been years where the Patriots under Brady made it to the playoffs and people are like, Oh, but the record's not as good this year. Like, I don't think they're going to do as well. And then they end up winning the fucking Super Bowl. So who knows with this team? Like, they could do anything, even after losing to Miami and shit. Like, yeah, we, um, <laughs> you, you and I spoke was yesterday, JP, over the weekend about Mac Jones and, and said he's he's sort of landed on his feet a little bit, being mm. in a system that suits him. Um, with, obviously, they've got a, a great head coach in Belichick, and I hate myself for saying that, but. Um, you know, Matt Jones has been the best quarterback of the rookies. Um, there's no no doubt about it, really. 
given that Lawrence is in a poor team. Um, Fields hasn't had much of a chance. Trey Lance hasn't had much of a chance. Wilson's been wank. Um, so, um, it's you know, he has been the better one of, of the quarterbacks that were drafted high last year or this year, whatever, this season, whatever it is, I don't know. Um, but um, he, he, like, like you said, Bond, you can't ignore the fact it's the Patriots in the playoffs. Um, and that's... No. That's what's annoying, really. Um, Sometimes and... that all, that is all it takes as well, because all, all you need is that little worm in the other team's head that's like, oh, it's yeah. the Patriots, and it's it, January, yeah. and then they lose. It's, it's like, um, sorry for the foot, soccer analogy, it's like England playing Germany. They're already in England's heads. <laughs> I think, yeah. and I think the Patriots are a bit like that. You know, it's it's it's, it's the play in the, the Germany, if you will. Of, of, of that's a really interesting game, the Pats and the Bills opening things up, because that is going to be... <laughs> That's what I was coming to next is the Bills and mm. you know Josh Allen. Josh Allen was a bit fired up last night uh, at the points. I noticed um, he, he sort of looked a bit different. I thought, um, but they're another team that <laughs> they are good. But will they beat the Patriots? I, I don't think so. I don't know. It's it's a bizarre one. The Bills remind me of us a little bit in the sense that I don't actually know how good they are. They keep winning games that. I don't think they're going to win, but then they'll go and drop a game <laughs> for somebody that they shouldn't be losing to. So I, I can't work him out. The the wild card is Josh Allen, of course. He can, I think he's he's either going to make or break him. I think that's where he is as a player right now. I think he's either going to lead him through that game or he's going to cost them that game. I don't think there's any. It's not quite going to be Carson Wentz level, but it, it's that it's that sort of thing where it's like. He's either going to win in the game or lose in the game. That's it. I'm really I'd, all the games this weekend are good, but that's one of the ones that I'm looking at and thinking that could be an interesting one. I'd honestly say the comp for me, at least for me, for the Bills would be like sort of what Mark was saying about the Raiders before. To be fair, is they have players that individually have stood out during portions of the year, but not necessarily all at the same time, not necessarily all in a cohesive unit. There's been like, Stefan Diggs is a great player. Dawson Knox has had some great games where he scored a bunch of touchdowns and then he disappears for four weeks. Like, <laughs> Singletary's the same. He has a game where he goes off and then he has three weeks where he just disappears. So it's a tricky one, isn't it? I agree with you, JP. I don't, I always think of the Bills as like, they've done really well this year. And every time I look at the standings, I'm like, but how? Like, yeah. they have these <laughs> games where certain people that. do really well. Like, so. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they might go far, but then it depends. If they can get everything together in the right time, and it, that's it, isn't it, the playoffs? Like, if you've got this sort of team, it's the same for yeah. the Raiders. When you've got a few people who can stand out, if it all comes together at just the right time and everyone stands out for these next four weeks, it can make all the difference. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned the Raiders. We've got the Bengals. They're, they're a funny one. I, I think, from my point of view, they're beatable. Uh, I'm, I'm happy we're playing them and not the Chiefs, for example. Um, so I do think it, it's a winnable game for the Raiders. For me, it's a bit like what you just said. Then on Josh Allen, it depends what, what Derek Carr turns up. It depends what Joe Burrow turns up. Um, it, 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 a, I'm trying to be neutral, but as a, as a neutral, that is how it's going to go. If Carr is the, the great Derek Carr you've seen, then we've got a good chance of winning the game. If Burrow's the Joe Burrow's of the last few weeks, we ain't going to win the game. It's it's it's, it's that you simple. You can get to Burrow though. This is the thing. Burrow's a brilliant quarterback, but that line is not brilliant. And and we we beat the Bengals, and I don't really I didn't expect us to win that game, but it was largely through getting pressure on Burrow. And I think you know you got Crosby, you got Ngokwe, you can yeah. do that. And I. I, I I look at all the games this weekend, and beyond Steelers and Chiefs, which I think is going to be uh, assassination, basically, I think 
I think every game, maybe Eagles Bucks, but even that, Eagles have pulled out some weird, weird results this year. You look at all those games. I don't think there's a there's a game where you're looking at and going, "Oh, that'll be over by the second quarter." You know what I mean? I think I think they're all going to come down to late in the game, and that's great for football. You know, that's this isn't brilliant. necessarily a knock against the Raiders or anything like, or even any team. But the thing that, that Joe Burrow has, even with a bad line, is that team has managed to find production with basically every single one of their offensive weapons. It's been Boyd, it's been Mixon, it's been Chase, it's been every. It's, tight end what's his name Uzama Uzama am I pronouncing it right like they've managed to seemingly managed to find production out of every single one of those positions at some time or another and that's what if they can get that together that they are a threat I think like I think Bengals fans have something to be excited about but it's like you say it's whether it it all comes down to who turns up like you say yeah but we we played the Bengals not too long ago and uh, I watched the game and, and it was a close game until we lost the game so the, the Bengals didn't win it. Um, the Raiders threw the game away. And that's my concern. Is it, it could, I suppose it could happen again. It, as I said, it's, it's which car turns up, which, uh, which modified car turns up. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like JP said, the Steelers are the only team that I think are going to get twatted. Um, there's, there's, there's no two ways about it. The Steelers are shit. Um, we beat the Steelers. Big Ben's <laughs> terrible. Uh, the Chiefs are are playing well again, um, so uh, you know, I think. Um, yeah, Roethlisberger is definitely retiring at the right time. He's gone from having yeah. a cannon for an arm to what is basically a pop gun at this point. I, I he has like it's got to be it's going to be one sided. Surely, I I can't really see how it couldn't be. And I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I wouldn't mind being wrong. I don't love the Steelers, but I'd sooner they beat the Chiefs. But like. Steelers, 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 and one of those teams that I don't think are going to get. You know, like I think they're going to fight hard and fair play to them for even getting in because they were they were on the outside looking in by some distance. At I think they're going to fight even harder now now that Ben Roethlisberger has officially announced his retirement, and I think that's the, that's the the X factor in this game that the, could. They're trying for the Jerome Bettis thing again, yeah. where where, they, where it led them all the way to the Super Bowl and they won it that year, but that, they don't it, have that. It probably won't happen because, like you say, Ben Roethlisberger clearly has a noodle for an arm and all the agility of a tree. So he's so, he's so bad. He's it's so quite bad. scary to watch how because it happened to Peyton Manning too. How like the arm strength can just disappear after a few like major injuries. It's, it's but weird at the same time, Steelers still have one of the best defenses in the league. Like, I, and dink and dunk offense can win fucking playoff games. Like, I, I know people are saying, "Oh, he could only throw five yards now," but the Patriots basically spent a decade battering everyone throwing five <laughs> yards. So, like, Watching Patriots playoff games back in that era was fucking horrible. Like, oh, they're so it? boring. Like. Yeah, <laughs> But you can't deny that, uh, despite it being a really boring strategy, it's effective, and that's the it's thing that. No like... different to what Tampa are doing now. You know, like I know they throw the odd deep ball because they got Evans and stuff, but Tampa are basically doing the same shit now. It's Offense sells like... tickets, defense wins championships, and the Steelers yeah, have a defense. Know. Like the, the books are. Sorry, Jamie. I feel like I'm apologizing to everybody tonight. The books are horrible to watch. Like it, it, it's not. They're not fun. They're not fun Unless AB's throwing a tantrum on the sideline, then it's fucking hilarious. Like... <laughs> Even last season, that they, they ground teams down. Like, all right, they only just beat Washington. You know, like they weren't great in the Super Bowl, but they did enough, and that's. At this stage of the season, all this stuff about explosive offenses and bloody 
ooh, Kyla finger me and all this kind of stuff, goes out the fucking window because, to be honest, once it once it gets to the playoffs, you just need to find a way to win the game. He's still on 5,000 yards. You can yeah, play. five yards at a time. <laughs> someone, someone get the net. You've caught a Gary-shaped fish. Um, <laughs> so, um, anyway, guys, I thought you were working. You were too busy to even come on tonight. Yeah, put the iron down, guys. Um, no, I mean, um, that, but that's true. The explosiveness, apart from, you know, you'll get the odd play from like Mahomes and maybe Rodgers later on in the playoffs, but it's not, it's less of an offensive game in the playoffs, I always think, because it, it everybody tightens up a little bit. And that's where just finding ways to win is important. That's why Tampa, for me, have still got an edge on a lot of other teams because they just seem to do that more than, more than most do. It's it's the fact that I think you've not got the cushion anymore. You get to the playoffs, it's a single elimination bracket. You fuck it up trying something new, you're done for, like you're out. Whereas in the regular season, you have a bad game because you tried something different. You can go into the locker room afterwards and be like, we tried something, it didn't work, but we still yeah. got a good record. We're okay. Like, do can't that do that in really. the playoffs. Yeah. No, no. Um, I think that pretty much is the AFC covered. So. We'll swing over to, to your side. Um, obviously, you've got... We've kind of spoke about the Rams a, a little bit and, and, <laughs> and the Cardinals to an extent. Um, Green Bay, they, they're going to be hard to beat. It's it's not an easy place to go. Nope. Rodgers is playing incredibly well this year. They are a, a good team. So, I think... I'm, I'm not... I'm not I'm biased, I don't know. I'm anti-Bucks, aren't I? So, um, maybe I'm biased, but uh, I'm anti-Brady. I, I quite like the Bucks. <laughs> um, for me, this, it's, this Green Bay is still that. a team to beat. Um, yeah, but but <laughs> Rogers bottles it, doesn't it? Doesn't he? So that's that's going to be. Yeah. You know, with, with, with the, with the, I was thinking with the way it's, their season started with the, the horrible defeat they had at Game One. All the talk about Rogers, really, won't he? Should he go on to? do the quiz show or whatever i think it'd be be quite apt for him to win it and just sit there with a cigar like, like um, but it, it feels like one of those stories doesn't it i feel like every year there's a story like that and i i really don't want last, last year it was brady wasn't it can he do it with another team yeah yeah, yeah. He, he did yeah. rogers really has said it himself it. in interviews later on in this year hasn't he when people have asked him about uh, awards and playoffs this season and with all the stuff that's gone on does it mean more this year and he's basically said yeah of course it does like everyone's been talking shit and i'm like i'm out here <laughs> number one seed in the nfc like everyone can go fuck themselves essentially which is you know I it's quite fair. Like, like yeah <laughs> i hate he's, him he's but not, it's, it's fair he's not he's not being a media puppet and saying what what he's supposed to say you know and i know i know he gets people's backs but i know a lot of people hate him but i quite like that he's he's just just coming and going right well yeah yeah it does matter yeah people have been giving yeah. shit so yeah um i, I quite like i that. hate the packers um, but i can respect that attitude do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah it'd be fucking funny if he gets covered well said guys it'd be fucking funny if he gets covered right before one of the playoff games or something starts treating it with fucking worming medicine or whatever the hell he was taking during the off season sorry it was like super super watered down whatever it was and didn't if, do anything if you're green bay you would be i would be getting aaron Rodgers covid today so that it's gone and out of the system <laughs> by two weeks time 
Yeah, <laughs> it's an odd one, isn't it? I, yeah, it, listen, it's hard to look, but we say this every year. I feel like we said it in the season preview as well. Every year we go, oh, yeah, it'd be hard to stop the Packers, and then they come out in a playoff game and completely shit the bed. So. They just got beat by the Lions, so who knows? Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to see how they do it this year. That's what I'll say. I'm excited to see how they'll find a way to get beat this year. Going into the offseason yeah, yeah. with the confidence rocked because the Lions beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, well, I guess we'll we'll only see if that's that's going to happen or not. Um, um, we've got uh, the, the Cowboys. Obviously, JP sort of I do think they're going to be hard to beat. Um, yeah, I think it is a great game. I can't um, wait. I, not like, impossible though, because they've been another team that seems to have fluctuated quite a goal. lot throughout the season. Where it's yeah. like Mark weeks, Mark mentioned men- earlier. That we lost five out of six. The one game we won in that period was against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, and they were they were not good. In, you played well, but they were not good in that game. And it, the Cowboys to me, it, it's a bit like the Packers again. Cowboys get in the playoffs and everyone goes, "Oh, this is the year, lads!" And then they get beat by somebody yeah. who shouldn't. And I think we qualify as somebody they shouldn't get. Beat by. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait because we have got absolutely nothing to lose. I don't think anyone thinks we're going to win it. You know, we we got in basically by the skin of our teeth. We've fluctuated from being great to shit all year, which probably means we're going to be shit next week. But that's just the way. But yeah, I mean, we we've done that all year. There's no way anybody thinks we're going to win it, and I think that's an ideal situation for us. To be honest, there's no expectation on us. Whereas they're at home in the fucking multi-billion-pound stadium. You know, I I really really think. This is going to be, and there's never been a bad 49ers Dallas playoff game. Look at the history. There has never been a bad 49ers Dallas. Have you just cursed it? Have you Mm. just cursed it? It's going to be be 3 0. I'll settle for a bad game if we win 9 6, you know, Robbie Gould in the last minute or something. But I I can really see it being a good game. I really, really can. And I can't, I honestly can't wait. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. Normally, I'd say join us next week and find out, but fuck knows who will be on next week. Um, join us, join us next year and find out. Who knows? Um, <laughs> with, a, with, a pod, with a podcast that don't do podcasts anymore. Um, so, um, yeah, and I mean, the other team to talk about is the Eagles, and I don't think they point because I think they're terrible. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I, I, the Eagles are weird though. They could just show up on on Saturday. Was it Saturday their game? Was it Sunday? Oh, it's Sunday. They could show up on Sunday and, and like be, they genuinely could show up and beat Tampa, even though they're not a very good team because they keep doing it. They, I didn't even know they were in the playoff picture till two weeks ago, and someone went, "Oh yeah, if the Eagles win today, they're in the playoffs." I'm like, "The fuck? Where did that come from?" <laughs> you know, like they they're not good, but Christ. Well, I they. The rest of the NFC. I said this earlier on in the season. I feel like the strength of the NFC is super top heavy. So, like, our division, I think only one team made it through. Like, the Bears, the Vikings, and us all crapped out and haven't made it. So, the Eagles squeaked by because everyone in our division sucks other than the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'll just look at the tables then. It is quite an interesting um, sort of read when you look at the NFC in that you've got. Teams that are really good, you know, you got the Cowboys and the Rams at twelve and five, Packers and the Bucks at thirteen and four, and then it's a bit of a drop off aside from the Cardinals and 49ers who've got the records. Eagles nine and eight, 
yeah it's not a, a great record to be getting into playoffs with although it's only a few years ago was it washington got in with a losing record was last it, was year it eight, eight, with a seven yeah. and nine record was it yeah seven, um, was it a six and ten i could be wrong but yeah, yeah. they got in with a bad record because that division last year was mm. atrocious like <laughs> there's no other way to describe it it's not um, been much better this year apart from dax healthy like yeah, that is the major, as you say, that's the major he's, difference. Everybody he's else is he's looking good as well. He yeah. is, yeah, but yeah. that is the only difference between last year and this year. He's like, gone, the, he's NFC gone between great and, and kind of, dare I say, average, though, hasn't he? Like, there's been some games where he's not been brilliant, there's some games where he's been superb, and I don't know what the difference is between the two. Like, there's, there's a lot of, uh, I think the thing I would say, looking at all the games, there's, there's a lot of very strange football teams where you're just like, I don't actually know what's going to turn up. <laughs> I look at it and I go, Cardinals-Rams should be, you know, they've both been really good, but the Cardinals have fallen apart down the stretch. The Rams are weird. Like, one week they're throwing like seven touchdowns, the next week four interceptions. It's, it's like, you look at the well, Steelers and Chiefs we've talked about. 49ers-Cowboys, I don't know what the 49ers are, and I've watched every game this year. The Cowboys are a weird team. Eagles, Bucks. I would expect the Bucks to win, but you just never know. And, and to be honest, have they got any receivers? Is Brady just going to be throwing passes to himself? Well, I was going to mention this earlier, like when we talked about the AB thing, and the part of the shit is he's not even been their best receiver. Like he's talking like he's been their number one receiver and has all the yards and touchdowns, and he doesn't. He's been beaten by Evans and Godwin all year, like he's without fail. Player. So. He's yeah, a player. He's thirty-three years old. Why? Why would? Why would you keep somebody around that's causing that much? You know, like Gronkowski is older and is uh, and is more injury prone, but actually delivers and keeps his gob shot off the field. It, I just, yeah, Antonio Brown. I think, um, somebody in one of the group chats put that AB has to have some form of brain damage or concussion or something because of the shit. I think that was me saying, that they're saying I thought he had it off the perfect tackle from years ago. Yeah, which which is a shame he didn't survive on the radio because I'm pretty sure we had Vontae's perfect at the time, uh, which would have been incredible. Uh, but we, maybe we didn't because we'd have seen it on hard knocks, wouldn't we? Um, but um, we, we certainly had him around that time. But, um, yeah, he was there for a little while. Um, it's gone around um, for a while, that one, though, to be fair, that AB suffered some sort of major head trauma in that tackle and hasn't quite mm. been the same since mm. and it's been quite hell, right. one hell of a receiver um you know probably four or five years ago probably the best in the nfl i would say um, um i mean he showed sparks this year that he still is that receiver deep down that player is still somewhere in there but there's all this ego and attitude <laughs> and behavior outside of that that just detracts from it. I can happening. remember the days as a fan when Terrell Owens was seen as a diva. And he was, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but he isn't even a tenth no. of what Antonio Brown has brought to the no, last has fully one-upped him here. Like, they're, they're, they're even, like, memeing about, that's my quarterback. And, you know, and... <laughs> the worst thing Owens ever did was do a workout in his driveway. That, that, yeah, that, the press you know, conference when, doing when, a workout in his driveway. <laughs> Spiking, spiking the ball on the Dallas Star—that was another that was big funny, one. Though, let's yeah, that was hilarious. If, but... if someone on the 49ers does that this weekend, and I think George Kittle is a good candidate for that. I will pay them five hundred pounds out of my own bank account. There you go. <laughs> send, that, send that one viral. Making millions so, a year, but if you want to take pounds. my flight to Dallas, I will go and do that. Um, <laughs> take me jump, jump out the crowd, take the, take the ball off Dak, and just. Slam it down, spike it in the, on the Dallas Star while screaming. <laughs> it's one way to get 
almost to get banned for America, isn't it? Um, but um, uh, I think you just mentioned Terrell Owens, didn't he? When that whole AB thing was coming out, didn't he tweet? Uh, yeah, that was what reminded me. I, I will have a go. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fitting on ready or something like that. I'll turn it in, 48. To be fair, uh, what did I see? What did I see him on? It must have been um Ah, oh, it was one of the Chiefs players. It was Hill. Hill has a YouTube channel, doesn't he, where he races people all the fucking time. And to be fair, Terrell Owens is in bloody good shape for whatever age he is. I always have been as well. He's he's an insane athlete. He's played in the NFL till quite late in his thirties, I think. You know, he he, he kind of. It ended with a bit of a whimper. I think you last played for maybe the Bengals. I can't. Uh, you moved around. Oh, he was one of those that played for bloody everyone, wasn't yeah, he? Like... Top player though, similar to Randy Moss. Again, Randy Moss is another one that was a diva receiver and like, oh, doesn't put the effort in and all that. I would take Randy. I would take ten Randy Mosses over Antonio Brown. Like Randy <laughs> Moss is lazy. Maybe smokes too much dope and he might moon the crowd occasionally. But at least he's not setting his feet <laughs> on fire in training camp and things like that. You know what I mean? I, 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 there's no comparison for Antonio Brown other than like people that have long since washed out of the league. I, you know, you said it yourself, Bones. He still looks like a good player, which I can think is the only reason that teams are even remotely entertaining having this absolute whack job anywhere near. The but the thing is, I said it earlier. Like, it, there's personally, there's a lot of situations where I'd rather take consistency over raw talent, and he has raw talent, but he's inconsistent as all hell. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like it, it's it's a bizarre situation. I think he's trying to bring the books down. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out with something just before the game on Sunday. I, I think he's going to come out with something like going to claim that. I, I feel know. like he's absolutely fucked his credibility at this point. Between the fake Vax <laughs> card, the Instagram model in the team hotel, and the text, the text where he was like, "Oh, all this shit happened," and then more texts came out that basically proved he was lying the whole time. Like. He's just annihilated his credibility. So anything he does come out with, all Bruce Arians has to go is, he's lying, and everyone's going to believe Bruce Arians. Like, <laughs> yeah, who are you going to believe? The Super Bowl winning coach or the guy that's washed out of two organizations already, plus this one. Like, Do you know who I feel sorry for? His agent. He must dread the phone ringing at this point. Oh, I feel like yeah, washed up now? is a really generous way to put it. This was a fireball. <laughs> like this, this was going out in flames. Like a, a tsunami of a yeah, of a, like a uh, yeah. This is like a tsunami people... made of petrol, so it's on fire as it's coming towards <laughs> you. Like <clears throat> what people don't um, really remember about AB is it started in the training camp with his helmet, uh, yeah. Raiders, um, with a that particular model he actually wore. Uh, they said it's it's now not allowed to be worn because it doesn't meet the standards. So that was issue number one. And then there was the frostbite um, on his feet, which is issue number two. And then there was a massive kickoff between him and Mayock uh, on the sidelines. And Mayock just basically said, fuck off. Um, and he did. <laughs> and a day that my 84 jersey arrived. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then he, he released a video, didn't he, of, of when he was cut from the Raiders, of him yeah. celebrating in the garden. Dick. And there was like yeah. some recordings of John Gruden in the video as well. Like yeah. it was one of the most bizarre things I've ever watched on the internet. And believe me, it was up against some competition. <laughs> it was, it was, it was so weird. Like it was, it was genuinely the ramblings of a madman, which is where I started thinking, yeah, maybe that's CTE stuff. Maybe they've actually got a point. He doesn't seem well. And I don't mean this in a nasty way. He just doesn't seem well. He needs help. Like, I genuinely think he needs help. Someone needs to get to him and get him to get some help before he does something 
even more outlandish. I'm genuinely quite worried about his mental state. As, the know. problem with it is there's almost no way to prove it until you're dead. Yeah. So unless he accepts <laughs> that there's a problem, there's there's no help for him, sadly, with this illness. No, because it really the, the effects of it really don't show until you've already died, do they? You literally can't see it in the brain. So Yeah, that's why the, like Junior Seau was the big the big case I think that everyone remembers committed suicide and nobody could really understand why and then as you say, it's like CTE. For, for a second, I bones, you almost made me feel sorry for Antonio Brown for a, for a split second, but I fucking don't. So. It's, it's a weird one because, in a strange way, I do. Like, I do. I, I don't feel like all of it is, is of his choice, but I feel like parts of that character definitely already were there and have been exacerbated by whatever the problem is. Like, he is deep down, there is that person in him. It's just... <laughs> it took a few bangs on the head to come out in full. Yeah, basically, that's what it feels like. <laughs> Everyone's got that yeah. quiet voice inside them, but there's a reason it's that quiet voice inside you, you know what I mean? Like, Don't murder those children. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of thing Antonio Brown would say live in an interview, like just for no apparent reason. It'd be out of context completely, and just like, "Yeah, I was doing really don't murder those children." And then I caught the ball, and like, it's yeah, in, in a monologue, just comes out loud. Now I think that's, I don't know, like it's, yeah, he, he shouldn't have even been on the books, really. Let's be honest, there was a, there was a bunch of stuff. Like, we can't go into it for legal reasons, but <laughs> there, was, there was a bunch of stuff before he signed for the books that was sketchy, to say the least. Then again, half the league wants to trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, so there you go. Um, mm. The, the yeah. NFL, it's, it's uh, yeah. I think, I think that's sort of a lovely part to sort of end the episode on, uh, Deshaun Watson there. I think um, um, before, we, before we get ourselves in trouble and... and and get us banned from... Well, it wouldn't matter if we're banned. We don't put episodes out anyway, do we? So, Listen, if we didn't uh, get banned for Mark's 20-minute rant on Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, OJ Simpson, and I don't know what else he's doing there, but he, he hit just about every major cultural talking point of America in the last 30 years. If we didn't get banned for that, we won't get banned for anything, mate. Ray Lewis, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger. Um... Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good point, Ray Lewis, Ben Roethlisberger. Who else was it? Michael Irvin. I think you mentioned Michael Irvin. Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> we have annihilated some people on this show sometimes. <laughs> and we're still not getting millions of viewers. What is going on? <laughs> well, um, once you make my, once you make my uh, £500 offer to the 49ers go viral, <laughs> we will get millions of viewers. So there you go. Well, I'm going to say we'll get, we'll get Gaz to clip it, but he's probably busy, busy with his fake kids, his fake job, his fake and busy fake life. Iron. Um, <laughs> fake iron, yeah. Um, Pretending to do something, um, <laughs> um, so and I think uh, it's 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 a it's a lovely place to wrap that up. I think uh, I think we've, we've covered everything from the playoff perspective. Uh, it's been it's been really enjoyable actually doing this. It's been so long, so long since any of us have done this, and I've I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it more because we've made a playoffs, but uh, I think it'd be more entertaining if we hadn't because because um, you know well I wouldn't have gone on that run because I think a nine and eight season would have been successful considering. But I'm not going to go into that. But yeah, no thanks both of you for joining. What has turned out to just be me because uh, Jamie's bailed. Um, obviously Tom's phoned in sick. Um, good. <laughs> Massive thanks to Mark as well, popping his head in, and for Jamie as well. Uh, but no, it's it's, uh, it's been <laughs> um, like, like I said, I appreciate you both coming on and, and the other two. Um, and for all the, those listening, those that get involved in the comments again, thank you. We do appreciate it. Tune in whenever because we don't know when we're going to be next on. I'll try and commit to an episode next week. 
uh, on Monday after the Raiders have lost on the Saturday. Um, but um, yeah, as always, you've got the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Third Short Pod. If you're on YouTube, you already know what the, the channel is. Give it a follow, like whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. I'm 37. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that stuff. Both. Um, Give it a follow and a like. There you go. There you go. Um, and if you do want to come in a group chat as well, let us know. We'll, we'll always we'll always throw people in, into the, the the lion's den. And if you like stickers, you get kicked out. Um, but um, JP, I think you've you've I think it's a good time to advertise your Twitch because because uh, you, you just started something new. Uh, by all means, get that out there. Yeah, I don't um, think we have a graphic for it, but well, I'm pretty sure we won't do. But um, yeah, follow my Twitch, J Porter Comedy. So my first initial, my last name, and then the word comedy. Um, I'm- <laughs> How thick do you think our listeners are? <laughs> I mean, come on, we, we, we've started including uh, Prestoners in the group chat, and speaking as one, no, you know, we're in trouble. Absolutely right. Or nobbers, as you call them. But yeah, um, yeah, Jay Porter comedy on Twitch. I'm, a, I'm going to start a new series at some point um, of NCAA 14 with the Tram City Rollers. However, every time I get close to finishing it, I end up wasting another three, four hours of my life on it. So I don't know when it's going to start. A bit like the next episode of this podcast. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be good. So give us a follow on there. Some of you are in the game. Some things are just downright illegal. Some of the names are ridiculous. I may only laugh a week on Twitch, but we'll have a good time. So, So come join us and we'll have some fun. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, thanks again, everyone, for joining us and listening and watching. And if, you, if you're not live, you're listening at a later date, why the fuck aren't you live? Um, yeah. Thanks. See you soon, guys.